Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. What's a money map and how can it help you structure your financial planning? Can it even help you monitor market volatility? That's what we're all talking about. It's a key theme these days, volatility. James Chen is the creator of the money map and he tells us more about how we can apply it in our daily lives. James is branch director for Phoenixis Advisory. Good morning. Hi, morning, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, I was telling the audience a while ago, I don't think I would have made it through university without a mind map. <laughs> you know, Tony Bazan's famous visual representation yes. of concepts. What is the money map that you've created? All right. Um, this money map, right, is actually a simple and proven tool. I think one of the concepts of creating this, right, is that I want to give clarity to users so that they are able to save more and make more money. Oh, I like that idea. Yes. Is it also a visual representation? Uh, yes, it is. It is actually a form. So the money map is actually break up into five key areas. The first one is the financial map itself. Then followed by how we manage your asset and liability. But for the younger folks, right, I think something that's important is how to manage their daily cash flow. How do they save money? How do they make sure that there's no leakage in their savings? And then uh, risk management. And lastly, how do they allocate their money properly? So this is a form. Yes. It's not a wild squiggle like a, a mind map is. No, it's a uh, form. You've structured it yes, already yeah. and people just have to apply it to their situation. Yes. The first part, which is a map, right, is more like a map. So it basically map out your whole life. You know, like, let's say if I'm 30, so in 10 years time when I'm 40, what is going to be expected? 50, what's going to be expected? And you can do it yourself? You can do this uh, mind map yourself? Yes, money it map is. Yourself. Uh, however, uh, I think it would be better if someone who is more experienced, you know, to run through the whole concept with you. It would be easier. Walks you through it. Yes. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Help us understand how it can help with structured financial planning and prevent pitfalls from not dealing with your finances in an organized fashion. I think nowadays, right, there's really a lot of you know, lifestyle needs as well as uh, wants. So one typical example is that some of the participants or trainee that I've trained, right, one of the biggest pitfalls is managing their cash flow. Yes. Uh, yep. So let's not talk about managing their asset and liability, making money first. But I think something that is important is how do they actually manage their cash flow first. So most of the people are in debts and that's, that's the reason why uh, in Money Map, we also created another section called Risk Management, which also equal to uh, debt management as well. So uh, let me give you an example of uh, managing someone's cash flow. A person can earn about $5,000 every month, but they can also spend about $5,000 every month as well. Yep. Yeah, even if they tell you that, oh, no, I saved $200, but the actual fact is that they may not really save that amount at the end of the month. And one of these things yeah, is really attribute to uh, leakage that we call it. You know, leakage, it could be, you know, like uh, this month, maybe I've got a friend, farewell, you know, and then my budget is $20. But then once we are out, at the dinner, right? We say, oh, no, why don't we spend a bit more, $50? So this is a potential leakage. And then if, let's say, uh, this particular brand uh, launches a new pair of shoes, and then you are so excited and you wanted to buy that pair of shoes. So, yeah, again, this is leakage. So these are things that are outside your planned budget. Yes. yes. So your money map helps people identify the leakages? Yes, yes, we do, yeah. Okay. 
All right. So sounds like it starts by you having to be very honest with yourself about what you spend and yes. committing to this money map, right? Yeah, that's right. I think being honest plays two parts. I think one is being honest to yourself. And then the other thing is also be honest about what are your financial goals that you want to achieve in the next coming five, ten years. Yeah, that's a great way to start for sure. Getting real with yourself. So these are times of financial uncertainty. You know, there uh, for some people, they might find themselves in a career transition or out of a job. Can you share some ways that a money map can help a person save efficiently? And maybe you have a real life example? Yes, I do. Let me give you this example that we do for our participants. One of this is called the 60-10 rule. Okay. Yeah, which I have been applying it myself as well. Hmm. Uh, which means that 60% of your income, actually you should use it to spend. Okay, I like okay. that already. Yeah. So and far. then 10% so you should set aside for emergency funds. Okay. Yeah, something that is really important because assuming I'm in my 20s, and then if I lose my job, I'm very certain that I can find another job within the next three months. So you should set aside three months of emergency fund. However, now I'm in my 40s, it may be difficult if I were to lose my job. So I should set an emergency fund between four to six months so that I've got enough uh, money. So 10% of it should really set for your emergency funds. Uh, the other 10%, you should use it to invest, another 10% to save. And then the last 10%, which I always advocate is uh, people should use this 10% to pay yourself. Yeah, And what does pay yourself means, right? It doesn't mean that buying another pair of uh, shoes or another um, you know, items that you really want, you know, this 10% of paying yourself, right, is that, can you imagine our working life is 40, 50 years? Yep. Yeah, alright, so if you are, if you start, you know, like for myself, right, I'm 38, so if 65 is my retirement age, I've got another 25, 27 years more to go. So I should use this 10% to really invest into myself, something that adds value to me. It could be a professional certificate, it could also be a cost uh, that I really like doing, you know, so that I can increase my value over my working careers. Okay, and shoes are not included there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is part of that 60% to spend. All right, I see that. So that's a real easy way to think about things, 60 and then 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah, 60 and 10, 10, 10, 10. So you said to us uh, before we did the show that a money map can actually help a person assess and monitor market volatility. Mm. How does it do that? Two things to take note is, one is the person's risk and return. Because uh, market can be volatile now, but uh, some people just enjoy volatility, you know. The other part is about their financial maps. How does their financial plan match with the risk, return and the volatility in the market that they are in? So let me give you an example. I've got this uh, client who told me that uh, she wanted to move house uh, within the next three years' time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, she asked me whether is it a, a correct move to make. I say I, I'm not sure. Let's map out your uh, financial maps and then we can we take a look at it. And then through the mapping, right, we noticed that three years' time, uh, the children is also going to enter primary one. So I asked her, is this property that you're going to buy an uh, investment decision or is it a decision so that you can move nearer to your children's school? So there's a lot of difference in both because if your decision is investment decision, then location should be one of the key factors. If your decision is to make sure that your child enters that particular school, then it is not investment decision. 
Yeah, 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 it's a great real life example there. Let's talk about the money map and the very young. Earlier we had Ivan Heng in the studio. You know, he's a big legend in the theatre world mm. here. And he was talking a little bit about his efforts to grow the next generation, creativity-wise. Uh, when it comes to young people and money, let's start with the secondary school student. Could someone in secondary school use a money map? Yes, they can. I think for the younger uh, folks, right, let's say if they're students, uh, one of the way that they should structure their finance is understand how much of their allowance that they should set aside to spend, how much of their allowance they should set aside to save, and then how much of their allowance they should set aside for charity. So I think for the younger folks, it is simpler because they can generally break it into three pots, spend, save, and charity. You know, So like my son, every time when he saves a dollar, I will top it up by another dollar. Oh, that's a good yeah. bank of daddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think the intention is really to teach him the idea of saving. Even if he wants to uh, donate into something, I also ask him, you know, how much do you think uh, it is? Uh, would, do you like to donate to it? You know, if he donates an amount that is more than his allowance, then of course I will stop him. And I think uh, financial education starts from very young. How old is he, sir? He is eight years old, primary three. And he's been saving since he's had an allowance. At yes. what age? Primary one, ever since we have given him the allowance, I had these three piggy banks at home so that he will drop the money in accordingly. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And how's the charity pot looking? Okay, this one, I think he donates it to the school or if not, he donates it to Scouts organization. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> wonderful. What about the middle-aged professional? How should they be? Okay, before we get there, the young working adult. Hmm. For the young working adults, I, one of the biggest problems that I noticed is that uh, the moment they step out of schools, uh, the moment they receive their first paycheck, I think there's a lot of things that they want to buy you know it could be a lifestyle expenses they, they are not able to manage uh, it is also uh, they do not know how to manage their money so I think in that sense right uh, it is good that they apply the 60-10 rule so that they know exactly how much of the money they should set aside to spend and then how much of the money they should set aside uh, for savings and investment as well I always tell people who have just started working uh, assuming they start work at 20 years old uh, and then they retire at 65 basically they have about close to 40 years of working life and then let's say uh, they pass on at 80 over years old or 90 years old which means that uh, they are working 40 years uh, to support their 30 years of retirement and retirement really starts saving the moment they start working you know and it is always about how they budget their money young working adults uh, always thought that they have a lot of time you know time is always on their side uh, however as we age we know that time is never on anybody's side Planning should really start as early as the moment they start working and they should create this as a habit so that this becomes a saving habit or investment habit that they, they inculcate over the years. Okay, great. And the middle-aged professional maybe working for 40 years or yeah. so? Yeah, I think for middle-aged professional, one is really setting aside uh, money for upgrading themselves. I think this is something that's important and a lot of people totally forgotten about that. Uh, the moment they graduated from university, uh, they ignore the fact that, oh, I need to continue to upgrade. So just like a producer, you know, a TV producer, if I want to upgrade, I'm sure there are professional certificates uh, within the industry that can upgrade your skills and your value. And after that, right, once they manage their cash flow, there will be a surplus every month. So this surplus should then be allocated into an asset uh, that give them income in future and this forms the passive incomes uh, you know that can bring cash flow 
back into their savings. Um, so we also talk about how they can allocate their money properly, uh, whether do they allocate it for higher risk instrument or a lower risk instrument. So this is also addressed uh, in the in the money map as well. Okay. Mm. And finally, you know, we like to say on this program, it's never too late to look at your money. So maybe you're a retiree listening in and you'd like to structure a money map. Where do you start? Uh, if you are retirees uh, structuring for money map, right, I think the first way to start is always on your cash flow first. Want to know whether you can manage your cash flow uh, properly and also to understand what are the dreams or financial dreams that you have in the next 5 to 10 years. Because some of these goals and dreams, uh, you know, example, if let's say my retirement is in another 15 years time and then 5 years time I wanted to buy another property. So all this has an effect on the retirement uh, funds as well. So all this needs to be taken into consideration. So I'm going to start with the cash flow first and then by looking at the financial map, what are the goals in the next 5 to 10 years? And then lastly, look at uh, how they can structure their assets and liability properly. I think uh, if you are moving towards retirement, something that they can reduce is definitely their liability yeah, while increasing their assets value. And how do we do that? Um, lastly, I think uh, for people who are retiring, one biggest part is also managing their risk as well. Uh, where do they allocate their money properly so that uh, with the minimum risk, they can get the maximum returns. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and finally, there are people out there listening who are looking forward to raising a family, not quite sure about the costs involved. So how can the Money Map help? In Money Map, right, uh, there's this part called the financial mapping. Yeah. So basically what it means is that it map out uh, all the age of your children. And then assuming if let's say I'm 32, how old is my eldest children? How old is my second child? And how old is my third child? Okay. And what are the plans that I have uh, for them? And then uh, if I'm 40, uh, where are they? You know, are they in primary school? Are they in secondary school? Are they or are they in university? Um, sometimes, you know, when they enter university, it is also the time where some of my customers wanted to retire. Yep. Yeah. However, it is then not possible because unless you have saved enough for them, if not, you will not be able to retire because your child just entered into university. So in terms of that, right, I think your financial goal is important to map out with the dreams that you have in your whole life as well. Sometimes you wanted to retire at this age. However, you can't because uh, your children may be entering into a university by then. Wonderful. He's James Chen from Phoenixis Advisory. Tell us a little about the creation of the mind map and how it, you drew from your own experience there. How did I create this, right? Is that uh, over the years, right, when I was in the bank and then follow on in a financial institution, I noticed that there is many people who doesn't know, who enter into debts. Uh, and then as you can see, their credit card debts or personal debts are increasing. And this prompted me to think about, hey, why are why are their debts increasing? And I noticed that the root of the problem is really, they, do, they may not know how to manage their cash flow. And Money Map actually started from a cash flow management tools. And then I noticed that having that map is important because they understand where are they going to move to in the next 5, 10 and 15 years time. And so Money Map basically branched out from there from a simple cash flow management. It branched out to the financial map, a satellite risk management and then how they allocate their money properly. Okay, and so in order to get your money map fleshed out, you need to have a long conversation, right? Yes. With someone who helps you figure out all the branches in the map. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, James, I understand you have a public service medal. 
Yes, yeah, got yes, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when did you receive that? This is announced during the National Day. Yeah. This year? This year, yes. Oh, wow, hot off the press. And yeah. can you tell us a little about what the medal was uh, in recognition of? Okay, I actually run free tuition program uh, called the Kids Learn Program at Jalan Bukit Merah area. So we provide free tuitions uh, for the children, for the low-income children staying around the area. Which area is this again? This is Jalan Bukit Merah. Okay, for yes. our listeners listening in. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations on thank the you. Public Service Medal. And thanks for coming by and sharing your money map with us. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks. James Chen is Branch Director of Phoenix's Advisory. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.